ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 84. Tonight's episode is unique in that it is part the first of a two-part episode. We're planning discussing the blacklist from Metallica. Now, they've released six to- 16 songs that we're going to talk about tonight, and there are a ton more, which we will follow up on uh, September 10th. But you'll get the first part tonight, and you're going to get a dynamite challenge from the one, the only, Metalhead Monday. Welcome. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. And joining him is El Ray himself, Joe Reif. He's a Tuffy's man. Holy cow, a really hairy, carry fan. He flies a double U flag. Upside down, because he's Mexican. Joe Reif. Joe Reif. Joe Reif. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> good, good, good morning, eh? <laughs> nice. And uh, back by popular demand of one is JPP himself. Welcome. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Greetings. Thank you. You know, it, it feels special to be distinctly average at best. So I appreciate the, the kind regards. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. You two should be excited because I know you guys are complete Metallica heads. So, oh yeah, this ought to be in the wheelhouse tonight. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Or it could be the worst night of your life if you hated every rendition that uh, they produced for you. So, not the not case just... on my end. Yeah, I I liked what I heard for the most part. We we we'll talk about that. We'll see what the uh, studs and duds were. Yes. And it's so varied and weird. It'll be interesting to see how many we match on because it's yeah. all over the place. I'm mm-hmm. curious about that too. Yep. Speaking of studs and duds, all four of us are talking again. <laughs> I'm here all week. Thanks. <laughs> you decide which is which, right? <laughs> yeah. Leave your comment below. Who's the stud and who's the dud in this uh, group here? Oh, uh, got what? We may not register one stud. <laughs> And that would be painful. Maybe all four of us together would make one stud. <laughs> a fraction of. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not on the market, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, this is true. We had about one eighth, I think, was the result. None of us are marketable. So. <laughs> we're, we're all old and yep. sitting at home talking about music. So Vintage. We're vintage. Let's, uh... We're weathered. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Junkyard uh, material here. <laughs> All right. Before this goes any further, we need to get started. <laughs> we better start talking about a challenge. <laughs> Mr. Mundy, would you like to remind everyone of your challenge? It's a weekly challenge. Hey, there we go. Unfortunately, there are no prizes. So, uh, yeah. So basically, I was kind of flipping uh, tea bags challenge from last week on its head. And I wanted to know if you guys had something. Were you flipping tea bags on its head? Sorry. No comment. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. On the chin? On oh. I bleach. <laughs> I bleach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, so I wanted to know if you had something that you used to hear when you were younger that maybe 
you didn't care for, be that a band, a song, an album, whatever, just something you didn't care for too much and you've kind of grown to enjoy or maybe even love. Cool. That's simple. JPP, since this is your first show back, since our hiatus, we're going to let you take the floor first. Oh, man, I don't do well under pressure. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm not big on the pop punk phenomena and that sort of thing, but... I got to say, a a band that I pretty much did not associate with in their heyday and kind of came back to and came to appreciate their guitar tone, especially, was Green Day. Nice. And, uh, you know, of course, it's power chords and progressions that are fairly simple in the grand scheme of things. But there was some groove and drive that started to happen in the later discography that I came to enjoy for sure. So, um, you know, it's not something I'll throw on on a regular basis, but every once in a while when I like to have a nice, good, solid edge, I, I will appreciate some Green Day. What was the song that tipped it for you? Oh, gosh, what's it called? Um, it says something about his face is numb. It's a dead it. Dead it. Oh, dead yeah. It. Brain. I can't no, remember, remember the name of that one. Um, <laughs> I know. See, we're vintage people. You know, some of it's the catchy. We got to get that gear. The brain the stew is that what that is? Maybe, but that, uh, was that from yeah. the Godzilla sound, soundtrack? I think so. But <laughs> Did it was, they put it on there and like, yeah, <laughs> 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 Yep, it was just a great. I mean, I didn't mean to sound like Beavis and Butthead, Eric Guitar, <laughs> 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 but uh, it was it was freaking fantastic. Did you listen to the intro? I don't know that we can get much better. So. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Rewind posting the video of, of Joe acting like a Godzilla. A <laughs> <laughs> Kojiro? Kojiro! <laughs> our lips don't match up with our the audio. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I've always liked Green Day. I, I, did, I mean, I didn't love them when they first came out. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's whatever. But um, yeah, I same. I've grown to be quite fond of them and i american idiot is man that is a fantastic album yeah yeah so, and i really like the one after it too the the name i'm blanking on but it's those two they're they're very well executed and it's odd for a band especially a band that huge to do two back to back kind of uh what do you call them wow a themed album mm. like that's not the word mm-hmm. good god i'm i'm my Con- concept yeah. yes that's it concept album <laughs> my brain is mush yeah it's been one of those <laughs> speaking of brain stew <laughs> brain mush green day had a great cameo in the simpsons movie they're playing on that floating island and the pollution starts to eat the stage and well first he's singing to the teleprompter and it says da 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 da, and it's on the screen like that, and, and then the <laughs> thing starts to sink, and they they all switch over to like stringed instruments and play uh, "Nearer My God" to the like Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fantastic, classic. They've been a fun band to watch get older. Some of these bands mm-hmm. get older, and they get kind of mm-hmm. I don't know, super commercial, super slick production. They take d- different weird, you know, solo paths. But Green Day's mm-hmm. been fun to track all the way through. So. 
I uh, actually, mm-hmm. around the time of American Idiot and going forward from there, uh, my boys kind of got into them and that Justice had a Green Day t-shirt for a long time. And I wish I could have taken them to see them, but we never got the opportunity to do that. So Bummer. I also actually just learned a little trivia tidbit about Green Day that I did not know. I I never have heard of this, but apparently they recorded like a whole, uh, like a garage rock album under a different name. It's the Foxborough Hot Tubs. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Writing that down. Great yeah. name. That's our review for next week. There you Foxborough go. Foxborough Hot Tubs. <laughs> Time machine. Yeah. El Ray, what was yours? I have never, ever been a fan of um, Sting or the police. I used to like switch the station when they'd come on. And I went on a road trip and for some reason um, took the album Synchronicity with me. And then I started to understand what they were all about. And in the meantime, I'd kind of listened to some Stuart Copeland work. And I think he's a really solid drummer. I uh, really appreciate his contributions, but uh, I love that album and I listened to it just like all the way through on that road trip three or four times, just start to finish. And, and what really bothered, I didn't really care for the, um, the radio police songs, you know, so uh, the album was good. And then I really got into every breath you take, uh, you know, listening to the song structure and just the whole, you know, craft of it. So, uh, never been a big police fan until just it's been within the last five or six years, actually. So, and it's a great album. So when you said you, you know, you started to appreciate them, did you get into any of the sting, uh, solo records? Uh, a little bit. I stuck with the police mostly, but I felt like I was getting sting a little bit more, you know, as an artist too. So, uh, but, I, but I mostly stuck with police stuff to be truthful. Gotcha. I'm much more of a police fan than solo sting for sure. Yeah. I, I've Same. always enjoyed them, but yeah, that that's cool. I like that. Uh, Stuart Copeland. I actually, there's a, a movie called Rapa Nui that is uh, like a takes place in like the, in the Maori tribes in New Zealand mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, Stuart Copeland did the score for that. Just check that out. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, very cool. Nice. Yes, very good. Very well done. All right, I guess I will go so we can leave it to the master and his last. So, um, gosh, I guess it was just, mine's recent. This isn't an old thing um, because I was kind of shocked with myself and then I tortured you guys with it. So uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago, the kids, of course, loved Joji. And, you know, oh, yeah. and all I ever saw of him in the beginning was Filthy Frank and Pink Guy. And I thought, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. He's uh jackass knockoff you know and he's getting rich on youtube and it's making me angry because i work really hard and he makes a lot of money but um (laughs) so i finally gave the music a chance outside of those stupid personalities and kind of started to dig the groove and and the vibe so um so that was ballads one was that record and then of course last time we did nectar on the show Mm -hmm. uh, because i really came to appreciate that but had i stuck with Filthy Franken, pink guy. I don't know. I ever would have uh, tried the actual music. So that was mine. Yeah, I think uh, when we reviewed that, we all kind of enjoyed it, didn't we? I, I remember liking it. I don't know. 
He's got catchy songs. I don't know if everybody would. Maybe some of them aren't the deepest in the world, but they're definitely catchy. Yeah. I think I need to take my answer back and uh, resend to Froggy Fresh. That's somebody who. <laughs> I thought you liked that initially. I did. I mean, yeah. you just got dunked on that stuff, but gets stuck. it's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the week. I guarantee it. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> you do that to yourself every show. Filthy Frank. He said filthy, filthy Frank, Frank and made me a Froggy okay, Frank. Froggy Fresh. Yep. It's the alliteration. Exactly. Yes. Frick All right, Monday. What do you got? Okay, so this might be surprising. Might not. You never know. But uh, I remember when the I used to watch MTV a lot, and you know, so when the video for Metallica's One that dropped, I uh, I really liked that song. It was like nothing I had really ever heard before. Because I mean, I the hardest I had gone at that point was. I mean, like, uh, you know, some hair metal and the, my uncle's stuff, like, you know, Def Leppard, Quiet Riot, Ozzy, that kind of stuff. So I was like, whoa, this is pretty awesome. So I asked for that album for Christmas and Justice for All. Got it in my stocking, popped it in my Walkman, absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated it. So much so that I believe I traded it to my older brother for what I don't know, but I definitely got rid of it and I did not reacquire it until I got my first CD player when I was 15 and I started getting all the metal stuff. So, yep. And justice for all was a big thumbs down for me. Wow. Was it the lack of bass? Uh, no, at, at that point, I mean, when that yeah. album, well, okay. So if I got that for Christmas, I would have, that would have been 88. So I would have been 12 Christmas of 88. So wow. that was before I was thinking about bass and whatever. <laughs> so it just did not sound good to my ears. Mommy, this scares me. That's shocking. I never would have thought that would have been your choice. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. That's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I thought we were supposed to throw an adjective out there. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my thesaurus real quick. <laughs> Scrum for lessons. No, that uh, is surprising. We're all speechless. That's but interesting. It, uh, it's, it's, uh, how, well, how much longer did it take you to get into heavy music, you say? Um, was it 15 or was it? No, 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 no. When, uh, actually about the time Paul and I started hanging around together. So it had been like, uh, 89. Okay. So it wasn't too much longer then. Yeah. No. Yeah. About 13. I was about 13 or so. 12, 13. Yeah. If I remember, I think Monday was team Megadeth before he was team Metallica at all. Probably. Yeah. So, because we were listening to P-Cells and all that. And I remember yep. when I pop, popped both of those cassettes in, I mean, it's just like, this is scaring the daylights out of me. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until we got a hold of Obituary's Cause of Death, and it's like, okay, this is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> then Sepultura just blew my mind and changed the way I listen to music. So Yeah, and now I'm pretty much numb to everything. So Good. Yep. <laughs> it's a great cool. challenge. That was a good challenge this week. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I feel like I should take off (laughs) the challenge accepted. Oh, dang it. Wrong cue. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> Next week, Joe Reif's got the challenge. Uh, any idea for us, sir? I don't have any idea. No, I just accepted the challenge not long ago, and I've uh, not settled on anything. But it'll be a dandy, I'm sure. <laughs> it will be a dandy. <laughs> That's Sweet. all we ask for. Stay tuned. Just don't give it to us on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> right. Give us a little time to work. Thursday night before I go to bed. <laughs> right. Pop quiz, folks. What's Perfect. the second album that you used to not like, <laughs> but now do? <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Perfect. Let's get down to business. We got work to do. We got a lot of music. Even though we're doing a very small portion of Blacklist yeah. this week, it's still 16 songs and um, got a lot of variety. So I don't know how you guys want to tackle this one. I think well, we're going to be all over the place, but... Yeah, I honestly like I didn't write down too much. I just kind of wrote down my highlights and, you know, got a few words to say about those and that's about it. I didn't I didn't even write down like the ones I didn't like or what. I don't know that there was anything I heard that I absolutely hated. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. There were some I just didn't really cling to, but Oh, there were there were more than a few meh, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's, one listen was enough. Yeah. There was one uh God, what was his name? Is it John Party? P-A-R-D-I? Yes. That one, man, when it started, I'm like, oh, it's got the great low end and the violin coming in with the riff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds killer. And then he started singing, and I was like, eh. mm. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a dud for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I I kinda, I, there was like an audible clunk. <laughs> I think did he throw a yeehaw or he did something, some kind of little vocal thing in there. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, sorry, that John. wasn't the song he did. It no, was, he uh, did like or he did. Crew. He did um, wherever I wherever may roam. Wherever I may roam. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was thinking um, Stapleton, which is I actually I liked that one. Well, I did. I liked about mm-hmm. four and a half minutes of it, but then it went yeah, on for I, the, the solo. <laughs> the solo in in Stapleton's "Nothing Else Matters." I thought the solo was a little weak sauce, but other mm-hmm. than that, I liked it. It's just funny too to hear "Nothing Else Matters" reinterpreted in a Stapleton mm-hmm. manner because it just goes to show that <clears throat> the the song uh, body the the arrangement is there. You can you know picture yourself in a desert. Here in the slide, mm-hmm. nothing else matters. Hey, I think that applies to all of these songs. Mm-hmm. I then, these songs are so well written that I, it, it lends itself to this project in an excellent way. I, the bones and the structure, like they're super solid, mm-hmm. and it allows these artists to just go in all these different directions, and it works. Yeah. And on a side tangent, I don't know if you saw in the news or headlines at all with music mags, but we went and saw that Jungle Cruise movie with Dwayne Johnson and okay. Lloyd Blunt. But they actually have an orchestral arrangement of Nothing Else Matters as kind of a principal theme throughout the movie. And uh, huh. it's it's really interesting. It fits very well. It's just completely symphonic with you know a little nylon guitar. And uh, they, of course, rearranged it so it's truncated for the scenes, but mm-hmm. it, it works. Metallica sold their soul to the mouse, huh? Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I think, I think We're in a show right now. This is they over. Metallica. They bought Metallica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Five yeah. billion. Have your music, bub. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say the highlight of the whole record. 
Buddy Holly. Yep. <laughs> when they threw that riff in, that was so Weezer yep. that that's the only uh-huh. way that could have worked yeah. in yeah, the song. I, I, uh, <laughs> I did not love that. That one, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just, I mean, it, it is what it is. It just sounds like Weezer playing that song. And it, I mean, it's like that, that whole record they did, you know, all of those songs mm-hmm. just sound like Weezer playing those songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works for me. This one did not so much. And it, I did laugh when I heard that, the Buddy Holly thing. I was like, clever, cute. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I thought it worked better than some of the ones on the record we did. Maybe, I, yeah. I don't know enough music terminology or anything but it felt like they played it like a key higher or something it didn't sound nearly as deep but um i I like i like the way they played it yeah i don't know like note wise key wise whatever i have no no idea but it just the uh distortion on sounded a little i don't know a little there wasn't much low end and not not enough crunch for me well, the Weezer guitars are going to be more alt anyway. So yes. they're probably using like Jaguars and stuff like that through a combo amp yeah. versus, you know, active electronics and 412 cabinets that are turned up to 15. So that that makes a difference. I did like that, you know, of course, they didn't try to emulate Hammett note for note. So they just played yeah. the melody in, in Weezer fashion. So I bob my head to it. Will I go out and I'm in the mood for the Weezer cover? No, but it, it didn't well. hurt me. We know rivers can shred, so. mm-hmm. but uh, that, uh, yeah, like I, I don't know, like the covers that we've heard so far are different enough that if you're gonna play a straight up cover like that, it's mm, you're not really bringing that much to the table, I feel like, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think that Weezer ought to get Metallica's catalog. And they ought to be able to just go out and play it, and Metallica could retire. I think that Metallica <laughs> should be replaced by Weezer. I think that it's that good. I think you just, you know, it's like it's close enough. I think that the Metallica crowd will accept it after a while. And it's just that Weezer is a little bit younger, and that's what you have now. Metallica just can't wait to hear one. I, I, yeah. feel like my, uh, yeah. I feel like my social cues are off. I can't tell if I'm hearing sarcasm or if this is <laughs> no. I, I love I love this cover because it was just so dorky. It was just so Weezer, you know. And I'm like, yeah. Why not just make them Metallica now? They can be Metallica. So. <laughs> the Weeze. <laughs> you Man. know they could do a riff on some kind of a, a graphic design thing with with their W and the Metallica M and some kind of like work that into a T-shirt somehow. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the boys and, you know, graphic design to work something up. So, right. Now, here's a question for you. Where did you listen to this uh, list of tunes? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yep. I found a playlist on Spotify because I was hard. I was having a hard time finding like an actual like release list. And the one I had actually had uh, sprinkles of like a. Uh, the Metallica podcast volume one. I didn't listen mm-hmm. to that, uh, but yeah. there were some um, like rehearsal takes and other live tracks. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I didn't know if that's part of that release intention or if that was just maybe thrown in, in this. I don't know. Life. I saw that they were doing the Metallica podcast and I intend to subscribe to that and listen to it. I mm-hmm. definitely will do that, but I have not done it yet. 
Gotcha. Okay. So I was just curious as far as if you saw some of the same things, because the way this one's categorized, it had uh, like the Unforgiven three different ways, plus a rehearsal mix or a rough mix, things like that. So um, just it was interesting the way it was compiled. So I didn't know if you experienced it the same way or not. Nope. I watched, I did all mine on YouTube with the cool, mostly they're like almost like visualizer videos, mm-hmm. you gotcha. know, not, except for off. I love that. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was so great. That That is a, a badass version, if I say so myself. And you know what's even more did. impressive is that that singer, I believe his name is Keith Morris. That mm-hmm. dude is 65 years old. No kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was like, man, that is badass. That's funny. I enjoyed that one. I had one song on the record that I liked half of and hated half of. Let okay. me guess. Oh, let me, yeah. I I think it's probably the um, what was it? Uh, it, it had the two titles put together, right? The Unforgiven. <laughs> Don't and, tread and, on else matters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There we go. God, I hated the beginning of that song, and then the end of it, I was like, "This is interesting take." I you know, it sounds like an epic movie kind of soundtrack. Thing. <laughs> right. It was cool. But yeah, the beginning, I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Sebastian, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Sebastian with a that, capital A. Is that how you do that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I did it. Gotcha. Yeah. I liked the uh surprise, even though I didn't know what was being said, the J Balvin track. I really liked the way that, that was awesome. Yes. Yeah. That had a cool vibe for sure. Um I wasn't a big, big fan of Volbeats Don't Tread on Me. It was you know yeah, okay. So let's talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> it, well, you know, that song has some cool grooves and some, you know, syncopations and stuff going on. This was just kind of straight ahead and neglected that w- altogether. Well, you know, I understand a band kind of putting their their take on it, but I felt like they just kind of phoned it in and didn't even want to try to embellish on that in any way. And, you know, yeah. I was a little surprised that I did not love this more, or maybe I was surprised that they didn't do more with it because Volbeat is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love that band. I will say the guitar tone was absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. So between uh, I had the singer guy, I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. between him and Rob Caggiano, I mean, you're, you're not going to go wrong with your guitar tone there. No. But – yeah, it's I don't know. It was another one that's just kind of kind of straight ahead, but it kind of changed where it didn't need to change or so I don't know. It just felt it fell a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. You're one of those bands that can't mask who they are. I mean, that's between his true. voice and their sound, it just sounded like a Volbeat song. It didn't yeah. really have any relation to Metallica um when I was listening. I mean, other than the lyrics, but it just felt like, oh, this is could be a, a brand new Volbeat song. Kind of, uh, yeah. I, too, yes. was a little disappointed. I yeah. love his voice. He could sing anything, and I'd be happy. But, yeah, yeah. not for me, this one. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't get a chance to pay full attention to Phoebe Bridger's version of Nothing Else Matters. But when I heard it, I kind of felt myself like I was listening to a movie soundtrack for, oh, what was it? The vampire movies with... Uh, <laughs> the, not Twilight? Twilight? No, no, no. Um, okay. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire? Kate Beckinsale's in them. Um, Underworld. Underworld. Underworld, yeah. yeah. You know, because they had kind of that dark vibe going on. I mean, kind of, I kind of felt like that could have fit in that theme a little bit, just the way the production was. It was like cool. Early, early 2000s kind of. Uh, yes. 
kind of poppy, hard sounding something like they're trying to do something, not quite hitting it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's fair for sure. Um, and then I don't remember this version at all, but I remember looking at the name and saying, I'm going to go back and listen to that again because I was working at the time, but the through to never by, uh, was it Tommy Owo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember digging some of the vibe on that as well. Yeah. No, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I I think Phoebe Bridgers, like, she listened to the new Billie Eilish album. She's like, turn it off. That's too exciting for me. It's just too much. <laughs> you know, she's electric. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I get, you know, you're going to have, when you do a cover, there's, there, I guess there are a couple of different schools of thoughts. You can play it true to form, mm-hmm. uh, true to form with some of your own embellishments or, these like slow it way down and play it with a piano and a cello and it just you know sometimes it works and sometimes it didn't but it didn't for that one mm-hmm. yeah for me. agreed uh you don't say he's stuck i would say <laughs> that uh the one that didn't work for me was uh jason isbell i the tempo was so fat i don't know i just I was not digging that one at all. Yeah, I like Jason Isbell, so I I kind of kind of dug that one. I think that's one that you were talking about the roots of a song. I think that's one that pulled mm-hmm. the roots out. You know, yep. really kind of showed the structure, showed that it's a blues yep. tune. Uh, the lyrics, you know, when he's like, "Do my dirty work," it's like, okay, yeah, this yeah. I get what he's doing here. I mean, <laughs> Stripped it down to the studs totally, and rebuilt yeah. it. Yeah, and the slide guitar. But I'm yeah. a Jason Isbell fan, so. And I got to say, one of the ones I really liked the complete reinterpretation of was Sandman by Juanes. Mm-hmm. Juanes, it, yeah. yeah. just had a killer little stop groove going on and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, bowed yeah. my head. I can dig that. that. Was, I, I had to, that one had to grow on me through a couple of listens. The, that staccato guitar, mm-hmm. just, I was like, I don't know. If I love it, but the more I listened to it, I think the more I liked it. Yeah, guy, and it's kind of actually the further into the song you get, I think the better it feels. That it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I okay, hated it. I, get it. I listened to about ninety seconds yeah. of it. I was just like wanting to just turn it off and completely quit it. A couple minutes in, I'm like, "Is this Christian? I mean, what is this?" <laughs> just, like it was so like youth group days for me and then by the end i was like no wait a minute something's happening here so i listened to it again and i'm like oh all right i see and it was almost like hearing the the different parts played that way it's like here listen to this part now we're gonna lay this part on top of it see how those work together good now you're ready for another part and i'm like okay i'm sorry about what i said before this is pretty good <laughs> i mean I, I really liked it at what point did they sing the same lyrics like six times and then change the key? <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> I missed that. So I have a new challenge. Uh, what sure. song did you originally like, and then the more you listened to it, you didn't like it? Okay, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for me as a musician, you know, grooves like that where you're kind of counting weird and, and trying to keep the feel going, those are fun to, you know, just jam on. And I think that's what resonated with me right out the gate. Yeah. What do we uh what did everybody think of Miley Cyrus? My favorite one. Absolutely loved it. Every second of it. Uh Trujillo is laying down killer 
you know, low end yo-yo Ma's stuff is really good. Chad Smith absolutely slays on this song. And uh, Miley sounds incredible. Love it. And Elton John on the piano. I mean, I, I, it's, I absolutely love this top to bottom. My favorite one. Cool. I, I agree. Uh, it's it was my one of my top two. Yeah, it's it's richly produced, right? It's it's very good. It's got a lot of uh, icons, I guess, for lack of a better term, in in that regard, from many different uh, portions of the music community. So uh, it was an interesting collaboration for sure. That's the key word because you wouldn't see those those uh, musicians together on a day to day basis typically. So um, it melded together nicely. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Joe, yeah, what was I your highlight? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I listened to that. Like, I saw everybody that was on it. I have no idea who Watt is. I don't know if that was the guitar player. I, I don't know who that is. But um, I, I saw Elton John's name, and I kept waiting to hear his voice. I'm like, oh, what's he going to do? I'm like, well, I guess he's just playing piano, which is, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking up who, uh, featuring Watts, W-A-T-T. Who's that? I Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Joe, what was your highlight? Uh, besides Weezer, I liked Isbel a lot. <laughs> like Juanes. Um, we've mentioned all these before. I kind of liked... Um, there were a couple, and I'm trying to find the one on my list. Anything with like some rap over it? I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, there's this band... Uh, how do you say that? Ha Ash? What? I like that. One. Uh, that I wished it would have gotten a little. Um, it got a little mariachi at the end. You know, it had the horns and things. I wish it would have done that a little earlier, but I ended up liking that version as well. So of, I uh, smiled when the horns kicked in. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did we think of uh, Saint Vincent? It was pretty straight ahead. Um, yeah, that's what I, I I heard the industrial feel, and I was like, "Ooh, this could be interesting." And then it just kind of wasn't. It st- mm-hmm. it stayed right. It didn't really go anywhere higher. Yeah, level. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Metallica definitely has a dynamic journey in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. if it's heavy, it stays heavy. But when they take a break, that you definitely feel the, you know the the relax moment. Um, all right. So I got a Google search here. Andrew Watt is a record producer. He works a lot with, uh, he worked a lot in probably. Wait, is that the dude that just did the Aussie album? He may have, um, but he worked with, um, uh, Miley quite a bit. Uh, let me look at his stuff here. He's done some work with Cardi B juice world, Lana Del Rey, the chain I feel smokers. Like that's the dude that just did the last Ozzy album. Ozzy Osbourne, ordinary man. There you go. See, I yep. do know who he is. <laughs> yep. So, post Post Malone, Maroon Five. So, yeah, he, he has a, a plethora of artists under his belt. Yeah, you could say he has a plethora, and uh, yeah. So, thank you, Hefe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you remember last year Monday when we went and saw Ozzy's farewell tour? He's hitting the road again yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zach I, saw, I just heard. The, yes, I heard that. This is the and this time I mean it tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so let's give our uh, final thoughts on the first part one of uh, Blacklist. We'll just do a quick roundtable on our thoughts. Go ahead, uh, El Ray. 
cover albums, tribute type cover albums are always interesting just to see who they pull together. Um, and it had some high points. Um, it felt like it, it kind of stuck in one lane, you know, so that's good. Um, it didn't, nobody really took a, a huge step out. Nobody really took a big adventurous leap into any of these covers. So I think it ended up being a decent collection. Um, but yeah, there were some definite fun spots that I liked. So cool. JPP. I typically hold one particular cover album or tribute album in high regard, and it's called For the Masses. It's a Depeche Mode tribute yes. album. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, to Joe's point, adventurous, taking risks and, and trying things. That is a fantastic example of what you can do with somebody else's music. To hear yes, kind sir. of a sultry, sexy version of Master and Servant is, uh, you know, that's hard to beat from what Depeche Mode did originally. Mm-hmm. Um that said, you know, comparing that to this in terms of the adventure and, and things, there's some moments, but again, it just kind of stayed consistent and didn't really push beyond that to me and things like that. And uh, I don't want to say it's homogenized, but it's definitely not um, edgy like Metallica in some ways. I think if you're going to cover Metallica, you know, get some of that spirit involved and, and certainly uh, push the envelope too. But uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10, I think, if I were to go on a 10 scale and i look forward to the next round for sure too um but there's some tunes i'll come back to but there's some that it's like i've heard them i'm good yeah monday um yeah i feel like uh you guys are you know talking about adventure and spirit and whatever and i feel like um i don't know i think Adventurous, I would say probably not, but I think the spirit of the project is in all of these songs. Uh, I feel like all these artists, they basically took the songs that they wanted to do, put them in their own style. So, you know, that automatically kind of changes things up and freshens it a bit, gives you a fresh take on it, whatever. Um, aside from Miley, who I, I mean, I don't know what style you would call that, but I don't feel like that sounds like a Miley Cyrus song or anything. I, it's just, I, I can't love that enough, but I definitely look forward to hearing the rest of them. Um, I, I'm a sucker for a cover song. I, I absolutely love them. I have a huge playlist on Spotify and I'm looking forward to adding a bunch of these to that. Yeah, I would agree. With just about what everybody said. And I think the cool thing about a cover album is even the songs that you don't necessarily like, if they go out of the way and try to create something cool, it's still fun to listen. Like that Sebastian, or have you say his name, the fact that I hated half of it, loved half of it, I still think it was a great effort and it gave us something completely interesting to talk about. So I think that's cool. But then I can't be trusted because Weezer didn't do anything but be Weezer, and that was my favorite song. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There and then, know. yeah, and Volbeat did the same thing, and I didn't really like that one. So, what the hell do I know? But um, <laughs> yeah. I just know what I like when I hear it, and uh, I liked quite a bit of this. I may so. not know art, but I know what I like. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I like and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait for the rest of them, but I, I have a real fear, though. I know what's going to happen. Corey Taylor's is going to be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? It's because he's going to play it so straightforward because everybody in the band that does all the interesting, weird stuff is not him. 
So, well, you know, straight up rocker, and that's what it's going to come across. Corey Taylor's going to end up at Russ and Jan's after all the bands have been doing their (laughs) versions of these songs, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, welcome. We got both kinds of music, country and Western. Come on in. (laughs) Yeah. Corey, if you're listening, sorry. Still love you. (laughs) Be down, dude, and Juanita's later. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, did uh, Paul, did you get that joke? Uh, What? Dude Juanita. You were here for Dude Juanita. No. Yes, that's the new record by Sturgill. Oh, okay. Which I think we're doing that one in two weeks. Okay. We are so prepared. We're weeks ahead. This is a little teaser. Little weezer, little teaser. (laughs) That's what you get this week. (laughs) Oh, perfect. All right. I believe that wraps up the show for this week. Next week, we got El Ray's challenge to be. And it looks like we're going to tackle Pressure Machine from The Killers, which just came out. It's going to give us a full week to digest that one before we talk about it next week. And, gentlemen, if anybody is still listening and would like to find you, where can we do that, JPP? Well, I I do have some social media profiles. I've been taking a little bit of a break to focus on some creative endeavors. The distractions make it hard to create. But if you need to find me, go to Instagram. Look me up either under Just Plain Paul or the Phoenix Supernova. Phoenix Supernova. Write that down, kids. That's right. Spell it quick. Quick. (laughs) P-H-O-E-N-X-A. Go ahead. Joe, where do we find it? Instagram, L-R-E-Y, E-L-R-E-Y, and the number four. Perfect. Uh, Monday. Also on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. That's M U N D Y. Why? Because we like him. That's right. I hope so. <laughs> and you can find I just me. Want to be loved. <laughs> you are loved, my friend. <laughs> and I'm Foggy's pal. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram. And you can find this show that you're listening to right now on Apple. You can find us on CastBox, on Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play. Anywhere else, Paul? Um, the internet? I, I don't know. I have to look around. I haven't, I haven't been online in a while. <laughs> well, you can find us in all those places for sure. Yes. And most of us in our uh, bios have a link to Linktree with all of our places where you can listen. So it is convenient. Mm-hmm. You have no excuse. You must start listening to our show. Now. Pronto. You're listening to now, now later (laughs) until next week in the killers and joe rife we'll see you then